I'm not sure I like this new Skype anything. I haven't gotten it yet. I think I just haven't downloaded it yet. Everybody's complaining <clears throat> about it. I got I got to download the latest Skype because the call recording software downloads the latest of Skype. So, uh, can you hear the baby screaming in the background? Yeah, I like that. Well, that's that's the background track now. <laughs> Usually it's air conditioning, but now we got a new one. There's nothing I'm gonna do about it. Now, what are you gonna do about it? Send the baby outside. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the hose with you backyard. No, she's uh, she's uh, she's uh, my wife is is doing something and she's not being paid attention to, so she found her voice. That happens. Yeah. Are we recording or no? Yeah, this is live. Yeah, we literally just turned on Skype and we've started. That's how we roll. Nothing's wasted. Nothing hits the cutting room floor. <laughs> I'm sick. I have a cold, so you have to like, or the listeners, if they pick up, that's why. Um, I, I, I had no voice three days ago. Like, couldn't speak at all. So, I'm first, almost... uh, oldest brought it home from school, and that's a classic dish. And then the youngest got it, and that's terrible. That's oh, that's worse no. than anything. The baby not being able to, because he can't even. She can't even blow her nose. Like she can't. No, blow. that's the worst. Um, baby with a cold. That's that's yeah. great terror right there. And then the way the parents' bodies work is once the kids are done and moved on, now you're ready to fall over. That yeah. is something that that's so true. We talk about it all the time. The kids always get sick first. They're always done being sick. Then we get sick. Right. It's like the body allows you to finally. Go ahead. Now you can be sick. And it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's better than not being sick. Like, I, I'll be sick all year if I don't have to, <laughs> like, if I'm I don't have kid. to deal with a sick child. A sick child they, they're so helpless. Now, since you're pretty new, well, you, you guys did, like, some preschool stuff, right, with the oldest? But now he's in kindergarten now or no? Yeah, not he's yet. in kindergarten. Yeah. So have you gotten the head lice email yet? It, Usually it comes around this time every year. We just got ours. Uh, I noticed that somebody has it, or just a yeah, question. Thing. No, it. we had we had uh, three pink eye notices so far. Uh, one we always get a, a this flu is weird and no flu shot will prepare you for <laughs> notice, uh, which is every year this flu is sure. weird and no flu shot. Uh, I think that's it. Just pink eye and flu shot, like strep throat stuff like that. Yeah, we got our lice one. Lice. Uh, we haven't had the lice yet. Knock on wood, but it's just it's just terrifying to think about. Like it's the lice, I don't want time. to deal with that. No, no, don't say that, Buto. I'm trying to skim <laughs> by, trying to get out of this without the head lice, man. I feel oh, like it's head. something that maybe used to happen more frequently than it does now. I, I'm not sure if it's a hygiene issue or an awareness issue, but like I remember being in elementary school and that was like a or maybe a perspective issue. I remember that being a thing. Like, yeah constantly and now exactly. i don't hear about it i know we get it every year like we don't we haven't personally in my family got it but the school seems to have some it go around every year not like crazy i do i do feel like when we were kids i felt like boy 60 percent of the people have had lice and i see by this year and that's definitely not that it's like one or two or whatever so yeah i don't know maybe i don't think it i doubt it's a hygiene issue some of these kids are pretty grubby looking including ours sometimes <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's really better hygiene. Maybe hairstyles. Maybe although a lot of the kids have long, a lot of the boys have long hair now, and the girls have long hair. So everybody in my school is a mohawk. It's a thing. 
right? Faux hawk and mohawk. Yeah. yeah. That and wearing shorts and 33 degree temperatures. <laughs> awful. I just want to smack these parents. Just kill me. You love that. You love the shorts. I hate the shorts. It must be, it must be, you know, like, I'm going to speak as a Russian born now. Americans have no fucking respect for winter <laughs> or the cold. Like Russian people, Russian people have respect for winter. You don't go outside in shorts. It's a rare occasion that you go outside in shorts, but like, fuck, forget it. September 1st, no more shorts until the summer. It doesn't matter if it's still warm. No more shorts. Summer's over. And some of these kids are wearing shorts. Like, their parents are wearing layers and gloves and shit, and their kids are running around in shorts. And not like, even like, I'm independent, 13 years old, like five-year-olds. Like, yeah. they have no say-so, and they're wearing shorts. And that's an interesting cultural perspective, because it's like, it kind of feeds into the, like, Russia sort of has, like, more of a, like, a heavy sort of attitude, like, you know, whatever, it's winter, or we might all die. Yeah, the Russian, gonna, the Russian right? winter stopped two invasions. Right, exactly, that whole thing. <laughs> and whereas, you know, the American attitude, like, it's, it's perpetual summer, baby, like, that's <laughs> it. It's sunshine, no matter what. It bothers kind of me, it, it bothers me a lot. Like, it's, it's, it bothers me generationally. Like, my grandparents right. would never let us out not wearing a, a hood, a scarf, and gloves, and these kids are running, in the same temperature, these kids are running around in shorts. And, yeah. Or, well, that'll be fun when your uh, kids want to wear the shorts. Oh, I'm going to see what happens there. I'm not going to wear shorts. I'm not coming out of the house. <laughs> uh, oh, what's happening? I'm busy, man. I This, this uh, whole sabbatical thing just flew out the window. <laughs> well, it was a nice long. You had a good run. You had a good run. I tried. I it tried. seems like you're rejuvenated. You're you're ready to take on work and get back in the mix. I got a whole bunch of client work already, and uh, Scribbleton is taking off. And uh, is it? Oh, we gotta yeah. get the update. Did I do the subscription up uh, conversion? I think we talked that you were you were working on that, but I don't yeah, think so you I had really released it. And and another project, another product out out and about in development yeah i mean like I, I'm, I'm juggling cl i'm juggling client work i was gonna say when it rains and pours it, people say when it rains it pours in consulting uh, right. like running agencies but that's a truism man that that i don't know what guiding light there is around all consulting work but it's not like we're running enterprise software where there's a definite like cyclical thing that we could depend on but it's a definitely situation where it rains and pours because I had five clients come in the past seven days and I have five projects of various sizes that thankfully I could manage because they're, they're different monsters. They're different uh, ETA demands. Yeah. Uh, different sizes. So I was, I'm able to, they, they, they sort of fit nicely like, like Tetris pieces in terms of right. time. <laughs> uh, but like any other time, if, if one of them stepped over the other five projects at the same time is, is impossible. But these seem to seem to have fit nicely. So but see, this is because you were on sabbatical. And so like, Every, there's like this pent up demand for Putov. Nobody, I, mean, I know. Two, two, I know you're, two of your clients who are waiting for you to be off sabbatical, and now we're. You're now one. We're, you're one. Uh, User escape is one of the five. Yeah. Did you have my sabbatical in in the consideration when you? I did. What? You did. Yes, I oh, did. Okay, fine. So you're the you're the exception. Then. Yes, I, I really was, doubt other people. DNL. I think they were taking. So it, DNL, I, I approached first because DNL. Yeah. I was coming coming off of it, and like DNL was waiting for a long time. Right. Saying, Everybody so, patiently waits for you. We could go elsewhere. That's we true. choose not I to. I offered. I, I felt bad. I said, look, guys, just go to someone else. I don't want you to wait for me because, you know, baby and 
whatever. I, I don't have a schedule for my work. But they said, no, waiting for you. So I'm, I'm grateful. So well, why I'm, do you think I own Brutov or Bust.com? You do? No, Holy shit. Right, <laughs> well, now you have to buy it. Somebody I have to buy it. Yeah. Will go put a countdown time. Of people, yeah. For your uh, next sabbatical, next spring when you take summer sabbatical again, I'll have a little yeah. counter on there. I've been waiting for Brutov.com for 10 years. Oh, yeah, that five letters, that's, that's going to be a hard one. Well, it's owned by a boot of some uh, design Ooh, agency. Um, well, now it's parked, but it used to be a design agency. Oh, shit, it's parked. You got to get that. Yeah, but it's probably parked at 10 grand or something. Oh, I don't know. Butov, that would be an awesome name for a company. It's like nice. It's almost got like a little, almost feels symmetrical, even though it's not. <laughs> like <laughs> I actually I got an amazing domain that I'm not going to say now. I'm going to Skype it to you. How do I Skype <laughs> this thing? But I'm not going to say it. How do I Skype? Oh, I can't. I can't do anything. I, can't, okay. I know they hide that thing now. It's like all weird. Yeah, I, I, little... I can't believe I got this done. I'm in telling you right all now. All right, I'll let everybody know if it's no, awesome. No, don't say it. it's. Awesome. I'm not going to say the name. I'm just going to say if it's awesome. Um, is and, this is this part of a new project? This is a new. This is a new project, and I was looking for a domain for this thing for. I hate naming. Like it's taking longer and longer every time, and like this just sat there. Amazing. That's after, not bad. After two weeks bad. of looking for a name. I got this. Um, two, wor- two words. Two words. Two, two dictionary words. So it's all, my, my stuff is always going to be two words because I talked about this, this Perl script I have that's basically like automating <laughs> looking for domains. It's always noun, noun, or adjective, noun. So mm-hmm. it's always going to be two words. Um, yeah, so this thing I'm building, I'm not going to talk about it because it's probably a long ter- longer term type of a thing, but like I literally wanting this product for te- more than 10 years. Like every time. Yeah. I, I asked you about this at least three times. Over the past like couple of ten years or something like every <laughs> the last couple of ten the uh, last couple of ten um and you you always said oh uh, you always your feedback has always been uh, uh uh positive in a way that reinforced my my uh my I- idea for this product so um I'm gonna try this I'm interested uh, to see what this is exactly I mean you I know, know it's exactly email, but... it's exactly what that landing page okay. says it is okay. uh. But um, but so you're, this is not going to be interesting because you're not telling us. No, that. okay. So, so we'll talk about that later. But yeah, talk so, about Scribbleton. So Scribbleton was one off, and then I was kind of playing around Scribbleton. Let's do a subscription, and I thought about it for a long time because like I want to do things with it, like Cloud Sync that requires server intervention and upkeep, and I wanted to do iOS apps that I didn't want to charge a dollar for, and I didn't want to charge twenty dollars for. So I wanted to just do a subscription so that now you can have an iOS app if you want as well, or an Android app as well. And that's like part of your subscription. So yeah. you get stuff, right? If you're subscribed. Um, but it's also a desktop thing. And like, I've only done one non SaaS, uh, that's a recurring billing, the spam filter. Uh, and that seemed to have worked out fine. I, I don't remember having issues charging a recurring thing for a spam filter when mm-hmm. I set that up. But then the spam filter is also sort of like a like an antivirus type of business model, and those guys mm-hmm. are fine with charging subscriptions. Uh, so finally, the reason that I decided to go ahead and change the Scribbleton subscription, and it was scary too because Scribbleton was selling nice. It was having like traction. And like I consulted with you, and you're like, well, you know, SaaS is gonna uh, subscription is gonna slow down the sales because it's hard to push or whatever. Um, uh, I need I, it's the scheduling thing. I I I can't uh, uh, build something for eight months in order to do a version three, version four, and do this marketing push with a bunch of features in order to get 
upgrade uh, revenue coming in. I, I don't have that kind of like an eight month version, yeah. whatever will right. take me three years. Right. <laughs> it's just the way, you know, I work in 15 yeah. minute bursts around children and stuff. Uh, and a subscription gives me the opportunity to release like these minor, tiny little, like when they do like continuous uh, releases and continuous integration type stuff in the SaaS world, they'll do like 15 releases a day type of a thing. I could yeah. almost approach that with a desktop app now. I'm throttled a little bit because my deployment is like 25 minutes instead of a SaaS deployment, which is like right. Git pull or whatever. Uh, but I could do like a release a week, one feature, and then do a marketing push on a Monday with a you know, with a, an email. And that's getting that's much more fluid. It feels much better. The response is better from the customers. It's selling at the same rate as the uh, the one of price was selling at, even though it's a subscription now. So there's a positive in that. You know, next year they'll be able to re up, and I'll get you know, some more stable revenue off of that. Uh, but the primary factor was because I could do little tiny releases, and it's almost like a website now. And and then they get. Uh, little pieces of goodness from you know incremental improvements or whatever it self updates whatever, uh, and uh, and I get a subscription out of it, so it seems to be working well. well uh, it's interesting that we're in the same spot essentially in some ways because I just like I'm literally having a meeting today with the rest of the team uh, about modifying our kind of help spot five plans because uh -huh. we're basically gonna net, you know so we sold also you know, own licenses with the yearly subscription, uh, which does lead you, although the licenses are owned and allow updates, you still are kind of justifying the ongoing support licensing. Uh -huh. And so we've always had the long, okay, we're going to build the next major version and it's going to take, I think it's going to take seven months and it takes 18 months, like that whole thing. And okay, it's like the, lots of features and whatever. But now since we moved to subscription, like we still have customers on the old model, but about a quarter of the customers or so, uh, a little more than that, are on <clears throat> subscription. Right. So I'm like, all right, I think it's time to move. Get get Hellsoft Five has a bunch of big technical changes, so we're gonna kind of wrap up the technical changes, like underpinning stuff that's not that interesting to customers. Um, there is one like a UI change that'll be nice for the customers, and then that'll be like the foundation for moving forward with more iterative SaaS style releases where even if we do a big feature, like it could just be that one big feature, release it, you know, small features, release it and not be so uh, tied to, you know, waiting for the big monster release. That's right. Like right. Reason, which I think will be a nice, like just development wise too. It's nice to work that way for, you know, instead of building everything up into this one monster release, then all the bugs are at that one release and all that stuff. Right. Too. There's a lot of work there versus, um, doing the more kind of iterative and constantly releasing, so I think that's going to be a nice change. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, it's definitely it's definitely not something I considered even as as a benefit of a subscription, like the scheduling thing. Until the scheduling thing made itself known and that needed to be addressed, and a subscription happened to to fix it, so they kind of came together as a problem and solution from both ends, like that. But like definitely the mo the most benefit is because of that. To, to me at least um, god I'm getting sicker as, it, as, as the, the show goes on I'm getting sicker <laughs> the live update this season the sponsor of Bootstrapped FM is Linode 
Uh, they've been a sponsor for a long time, and I just want to highlight them again because uh, it's really a great service. I use them myself. I have 13 servers hosted there currently for the past six or so years. They have plans starting at just $5 a month for a one gigabyte server and going up for there. I've used really large servers from there. They have servers going all the way up to 200 gigs of memory. Super affordable. Provisioning is practically instant. Um, hourly billing, um, it's all native SSD, very fast. They just increased their uh, network capacity from 40 gigabytes a second to 200 gigabyte network. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if anybody listening to this podcast needs that much bandwidth. You know, they're so over-provisioned. You're never going to have any trouble network-wise, which is awesome. It's all modern Intel processors, 24-7 support, holidays, middle of the Christmas night, every, every minute of the, every day great support. They've always been great for me to work with. Um, they have money back guarantee. So there's really no risk, uh, no risk there either. And just a really fantastic service. I highly recommend it. I run my business on it. And if you're looking for a new hosting provider, I would definitely check out Linode. And of course, they have a, a great offer for Bootstrap listeners. Um, if you go to linode.com slash bootstrapped FM, or if you use the offer code bootstrapped 2017 you get 20 bucks off so that's four months of free hosting on a one gig server um so it's a very nice long period of time to try it out kick the tires and see how it works for you so again definitely check out linode um you could do that and get the 20 dollar coupon um at linode.com slash bootstrapped fm um, or with coupon code bootstrap 2017. And that'll get you that discount, give you a nice, you know, a third of a year to try it out for free if you're on the one gig server and see how it works for your projects. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring and back to the show. What else is going on? You got was, stuff, you got a uh, thermostat who's done and out? No, it's, well, it's out. In beta, people, yeah, in beta but, right? It's not even like real beta yet. It's not, we're doing one last push to, it was all, we weren't working on it for last several months as like other things were going on, but just about back to working on it. Not much left to do. Um, Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, finishing up um, the emailing part of it so it can email surveys and then, then we're going to like really release it, release it. So uh, there'll be the free version, which gives you everything except for the emailing. And then if you do want to email surveys, then that would be a paid version and it's going to be you know, pretty affordable. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Like, I mean, I've been using it for almost a year now, essentially like different versions of it. And I think it's great. Like just this constant, um, like we, we have a, the embedded version of it embedded in help spot. And so it's, and I have it set so that it's um, after a, quite a long period of time, it will <clears throat> survey the users. And it also, you know, it makes sure they don't get over surveyed. So nobody gets surveyed more than every six months. And then I have other metrics I pass back, like if they were administrator or if they're like a help desk agent. And so it's been very interesting to see that all sliced and diced that data of, you know, uh, the kind of feedback and scores and things. So. And it sends you an email every day. So anyway, it's been very useful. So we, we're going to have to get your products into it here so, uh, soon. And a bunch of other people I know, I want to get, get them on it, who I know aren't doing any surveying. Because it's like so it's just all so automated. Like, I don't do anything. And people are just getting surveyed. I'm getting feedback. And it's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so that's coming out soon. 
I like I like your landing page. I could tell your landing. You show me any of your landing pages. I don't even have to know that it's your product, and I'll know it's your product. <laughs> you have this this feel. Is it is it all off of the same template, or you just like sort of you like this font and color and whatever? For the thermostat landing page, you mean? Yeah, it's thermostat, but it's not like the first one. Like I've seen, yeah, I've seen HelpSpot feel like this. Yeah, I've seen uh, other things you've done feel like this. Like the some of the HelpSpot tools have this feel to them. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, like kind of solid colors, and then I guess it's like a, just a aesthetic I enjoy. Yeah, I, I like know. it too. We're kind of moving towards that. One of the main big help spot, like user facing feature. I mean, there are actually a number, but the biggest one will be the administrative interface redesign. And it's going to kind of be in that sort of like that vein. Um, it's a little different because there's a lot of like data density in the help spot administrative interface that you don't need in like a landing page or you don't want in a landing page. But uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to work on. And I'm no designer, but that's like one where I feel like we have to do it. Like I can't really outsource that, you know, like we have one, one help spot release, how to outsource admin UI. I might do something with like have a designer go over it once we get the mechanics right and everything maybe. But I just think when it comes to the, the main interface, the main product, that's like, it's just the design is too integrated. That's where like having designer on staff would be so awesome. Cause if they really knew the product, then that's different. But the, like just a facelift without knowing the product, that, that just doesn't doesn't usually work so well. Now, I sort of feel like like when I log into, like you're off Twitter a lot lately. Yeah. Like every time you chime in, I feel like you're building either something new or you're in a totally different stage. <laughs> yeah. of like I feel like you're, you're hacking away at stuff and I don't know what it is and that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's weird? It's because this year, I feel like this, 2017 is the year where like, built out a bunch of stuff even though it's not all released and then 2018 is the year of monetizing all that stuff we built so mm-hmm. i think that'll be a nice spot to be so I that, that super that. simple crud thing that's not thermostat that's a third thing that's lara talent lara what town lara talent talent do i did you really did you announce that how do i miss yeah that? you missed that You've been oh, off Twitter too much too, see that? Man, Lara, Lara Talent. Talent is like a reverse Lara Jobs. Man, the way your mind works, fuck, man. We got to cage you up and mooch off of your ideas. Oh, we need ideas. like 20 more developers so some of the stuff could get built in a more timely fashion instead of it being uh, What's the, <laughs> everything just, taking I, six months or a year. I uh, must have spelled it wrong. L-A-R-A Talent, T-A-L-E-N-T. Dot com? Yeah. All right, you got to check that server now. Uh, is it down? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Oh, the Cloudflare and, uh, Nginx is down. What the hell is going on, Butov? Hey, you know, computers, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> this is freaking computers. Um. Anyway, it's, uh, we should probably, that's even like a whole separate thing to talk about. But we'll talk about that. I just, I can't believe I missed an announcement. Fuck. All right. And what, do you have a fourth? Uh. The thermostat, Lara Talent, um, uh, I think that's it. All right. Help spot. No, I mean something new that you're building. Oh, Laracon Online. Okay. So that's like the online conference for Laracon. So that we've kicked off a little while back here. And is Lara, Lara, Lara Talent uh, like a you and Taylor or just Userscape? Lara Talent's just Userscape. Okay. Laracon Online is me and Taylor and Eric. Um, well, hold on now. I'm going to. I was going to forge, and that 
is very slow to load. So I wonder if there's some like... Oh, it just loaded. It, it was a 504 and now it just loaded, but it's super slow anyway. Cloud, hey. cloud, yeah, HubSpot.com is funky too. I think Cloudflare is uh, screwing us here. It's that net neutrality kicked in while we were listening to each other talk. That's probably true. <laughs> now we don't have an internet anymore. Uh, stupid status pages. Status pages, you know, everything's always operational. Even when it's not operational. Right, anyway, I'm assuming it's going to all fix itself up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all these things are in weirdo states kind of right now, but Lair Talent, I actually thought of this over, I've, I've been kicking around something like this for quite a while, but kind of solidified over the summer. And basically, it just, um, hire. you know, if you're hiring developers, like if you post on Lair Jobs or any job board, you get a lot of responses generally. And, you know, a good chunk of them are just garbage. And then another chunk are like, okay, but not really what you were looking for. And that's a lot of work to go through. Like you have to do all that work just to get to like the 30 people you might actually want to even interview who are like filtered. And so Lara Talent is kind of reverses that all where developers apply to Lara Talent and then we filter them. And then every week we email employers with like between five and 20 developers that we think are like pretty good at, at different, price, different price points and things. Like it's even like when you were doing some hiring there for a client a while back, I was thinking about you. I was like, you would like this because it's like instead of a job post where it's like all this stuff to sort through, it's like, here's five developers. We, you know, we filtered out a lot of the like riffraff and here's five or 10 that we think are really great. and you know, then that now is that down. You can say, okay, like these two kind of meet what I'm looking for and kind of go after them strong instead of like that huge burdensome pile. So, you know, it's basically like a recruiting service. Um, like a full recruiting service would be like 40 or $50,000 to hire a developer in New York City, let's say, right? Yeah. I see what you mean when you talked about it last time when you said it's like basically a white glove service. That's the business, but like the, the actual app is super crud yeah like the service is filtering the developers down to like the premium not just in price because i think we want to get like young developers in there too and you know won't all be like senior people because then that's that's not not everybody's hiring senior people always so there'll be a mix but the ones we think have a lot of potential um yeah so the filtering of the is like the is really the product and the access to the developers and then you know the the app is just the mechanism by which uh, this, you know, we get the developers to apply and there is some stuff that like when the email goes out, like the employers can say, I want to interview with you. Um, but the develop, you know, it's, I think it's nice for developers too, cause they get a list of people who want to interview with them. They can research them. You know, I think if we get a sufficient scale, like every developer who's featured is going to get, you know, a pretty solid number of inquiries. So it's not going to be like, you know, as a developer now, if you s- apply to, you know, you know, you just go out there and shotgun your resume to a hundred places and maybe you get one or two that write you back because your resume is just in the pile with a million other resumes and, you know, that kind of thing. So this way you've been featured, if you're featured to, you know, 200 or 300 or 500 or a thousand employers who are all hiring, then you're very likely to get five or 10 or 20 who who want to interview you. Um, so that gives you a lot of control uh, from the developer's end about which organizations you're interested in interviewing with and everything. So, so I think it could be interesting. It's also like a bit of a pricing play and like 
instead of paying $40,000 to a recruiter, yes, you have to do more work uh, as the employer than a recruiter, which just is like literally dropping people off with you. But um, it's only going to be maybe $1,000 or something like that instead of 20 or 30 or 40 or 10 or whatever, depending on your market, different amounts. So (laughs) so we'll see. That's like, I'm chipping away at that. I haven't had any of our UserScape developers work on that yet. I'm just kind of chipping away on it as uh, on the side. Might get some stuff done over the holidays on it. I'm not in like a huge rush with it, but I would like to get it kind of like, uh, probably not even charging any money just start out with it being free for a couple months and see if people like it and if it's viable. And then if it is, obviously we could charge money for it. So yeah. cool. we'll see. Yep. But so thermostat and that should be launching, you know, in the next thermostat soon in the next month, hopefully. And then, uh, and then Lara town a month or two after that. And the Lara con is in February. So a lot of action over the winter and then help spot five should be in the spring or late winter. So we'll be uh, action packed. Then then sabbatical for the summer. Going on the full full. <laughs> That's cool. I like your you, your business spread out here. It feels <sighs> fresh. It does add something, but it also takes away. I think we're getting to a good spot with it. It was kind of overwhelming this year at points with building out a number of different things like House of Five stuff and uh, and building out Thermostat and building out Laratown and stuff. So, and building out Laracon online. So there's a lot of building. So I think, uh, yeah, it was kind of a lot, but I think this coming year will be more of the fun aspects in some ways. It's strange because like when you were building Snappy, you in a sense had less work or less spread yeah. and more developers and right. you were under more stress you felt more more under pressure than now when you have less developers and more spread yeah these things but i think that's been purposeful like uh, i think i learned a lot of lessons on snappy there so <laughs> like this time i'm like we're not hiring anybody right like that's we're just we have two userscape developers plus myself so both thermostat and lair talent like i just did the first build of the like proof of concept sort of level of it. And I improved, I mean, those became the production apps, but like I just built that myself. And I'm like, right. if I, this way I can get the vision of at least the rough vision in code. Um, Cause I think even that, like, you know, at times it's snappy, like me not doing that part of it, I think was detrimental at times. And that was just my fault. Um, so I think it's better when I like could code it out first, just describing it. <clears throat> Didn't want no extra expense other than like, time has been taken away from help spots. So there's like an opportunity cost there at points, but uh-huh. no hard expenses added really other than some like little, you know, an extra server and a little bit of design and stuff like that. So uh, no extra expense, which keeps the stress down. And then I'd be kind of using it more as a creative exercise. Like if they hadn't, if when I was working on them by myself initially, like Lara talent is still kind of in that phase a little bit. Like, Ultimately, if I feel like it's not worth bringing the market, like I just won't, and it'll be a thing I experimented with, and right. uh, whatever. Like it's just a thing to give me something. You know, after working at HelpSpot for so long, I think I need these breaks. And then now coming now, actually, we're back kind of in a heavy HelpSpot loop um, right now with like planning and development. And 
like re-energizing me for those heavy help spot loops, I think is important. And some of that for me is just getting away from it for a little bit since I've been so involved in it. For 12, my longest job before this was three, not even three years. And I've been doing this for 12. So yeah. I think how like the mental health break sometimes from it. So it's been nice for that just to think about different problems and things. And um, yeah, I think, I mean, ultimately like I'd love to have two really solid revenue streams. So we have like Lara jobs right now and, um, Laric Online, which are both, you know, make some, you know, nice sort of side money, but they're definitely not help spot type money. So okay. if we could get one of these, uh, one of these sort of side things up to you know, a couple hundred thousand or more, that would be, that would be good for the business, I think. So like building stuff. So part of it too. That's why we started. I like it. I like everything. I like, I like where Uscape is. Yeah, see, I, as an I, outsider i like <laughs> yeah i think i do too i think uh especially once i think i think 2018 i'm really looking forward to here because i think a lot of this like groundwork will be in place and uh i just think it'll be a, a good spot and we've also been smarter about hiring like we've hired two people in the last couple months but just part-time there's been an interesting experiment which is i think one's worked out really well so far but keeper and we have another person coming online to do some, like, we're doing an update of the HelpSpot blog and with some stuff. Anyway, it's going to be some content-like stuff, not exactly us writing content. Anyway, I'll have more about that probably by the next episode. But uh, a person that will kind of run that, but it's, like, not the full commitment of benefits and salary and all that stuff. Just, uh-huh. like, start starting small with it, which is not what I usually do. So it's been kind of nice, too.